0: the Lord be with you and also with you. The word became flesh and dwells among us. Glory to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. We gather for ordered worship to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We gather to worship almighty God. The liturgy, music, and homily this Lord's Day are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here within Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership, service, and ministry in our midst. And as the Spirit moves, Your presence with us come Sunday. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. pray. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light, enkindled in our hearts, may shine forth in our lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
1: be seated. A lesson from the prophet Isaiah chapter 63 verses 7 through 9. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all that the Lord has done for us, and the great favor to the house of Israel that he has shown them according to his mercy according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, Surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved him and that saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them he lifted them up and carried him all carried them all the days of old the word of the lord thanks be to god
2: Lessons from St. Paul's Epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 2, verses 10 through 18. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom all things exist, in bringing many children to glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. For this reason, Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I in the children whom God has given me. Since therefore, the children share flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death, He might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For it is clear that he did not come to help angels, but the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every respect, so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make a sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself was tested by what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join
1: me in reading responsively Psalm 148 with the Antiphon. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise the Lord in the heights. Praise the Lord, all his angels. Praise him, all his host. Praise the Lord, sun and moon. Praise the Lord, all you shining stars. Praise the Lord, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, who commanded and they were created, who established them forever and ever and fixed their bounds which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling God's command. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, whose name alone is exalted, whose glory is above earth and heaven. God has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his faithful. For the people of Israel who are near their God. Praise the Lord. And now, beloved, rise up in body as you are able, but certainly in heart, for the singing of the Gloria Deo, the reading of the gospel, and the singing of our hymn.
2: The Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, chapter 2, verses 13 through 15 and 19 through 23. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Now, after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child, and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who are seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in the place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled, who would be called a Nazarene.
0: Be seated. What did we learn in 2019? It is a question fit for our gospel, read this year, that of Matthew. Matthew is a teacher. His gospel is meant to teach, to edify. The promise of God is fulfilled, he teaches, in Christ. He asks us to learn and teach the same. He guides us then to grow and learn day by day in Christ. Now we come to the turn of the year. Our calendar is still rooted in Christmas, in the birth of Christ. So today's date, December 29th, 2019. 2,019 years since the birth of Christ. Someday that way of keeping the global calendar could change, and of course there are other calendars abroad even now. But for now, the birth of Christ marks still the turn of the ages. Our secular calendar carries this week a different turn from the old year to the new. It is often a time for reflection and rumination on what has been in in light of what might be. In homiletical meditation briefly this morning, Perhaps we, we, we could reflect and ruminate together on just what we have learned in 2019. In a way, coming together in worship Sunday by Sunday is regularly a moment for such reflection and rumination. As the year ends, perhaps we owe ourselves a fuller and final, finer, final rumination in worship in this hour. Those who grace our presence in worship each week and those who listen in prayer from afar each week make up a generous and disciplined community. In worship you began this year, 2019, last epiphany, including a recognition of Martin Luther King Jr. Jr., one Sunday and a Bach cantata another. These cantata Sundays, twice a term, have become distinctive, deepening moments for us all through the year. In worship, you then entered the season of Lent, listening for the gospel and reflection on the voice of St. John of the Cross, our 13th Lenten Theological Conversation partner, thus far 10 Calvinists and three Catholics, with the next seven also to come from the Roman tradition, including this spring, St. Teresa of Avila. In worship, you fully devoted yourselves to the special services of Palm Sunday and Holy Week, including four Easter services, In worship, you recognized the spring ceremonial university moments as you did again in the fall. In worship, you received the 13th annual National Summer Preacher Series on the theme, Faith and Community, as you will again again this summer, 2020, on the theme, Matthew and Methodism. In worship, come autumn, you listened for the gospel in Luke on the trail of health. In worship, this very month, you offered to God and neighbor 10 different services of worship, December 1st to December 29th, as you balanced your earlier Lenten affirmation of the story of Jesus' death and resurrection with a now equally full communal immersion in the story of Jesus' birth and life. Both accounts, the death story and the life story, and their full balance together are crucial to our walk of faith, each one needing the other and we needing their intertwined acclamation. In worship, you came for the Eucharist on the first Sunday of each month, this rare and beautiful congregation whose body increases in girth on Communion Sunday. (laughs) In worship, by various other special moments, you offered your prayers, presents, gifts, and service to God and neighbor. Particularly, we thank those who helped lead on Tuesday this week for two Christmas Eve services, while the university itself was closed and our staff and chaplains on well-deserved holiday. And Sunday by Sunday and season by season in quiet song, word, and sacrament, you have had a moment to reflect on what you have learned in the week before as we do this morning on the year as a whole. So what have you learned in faith this year? (coughs) We do learn from our experience. Earlier this month, we remembered here William Sloan Coffin, who taught us in and from experience. His and other university pulpit voices from the just preceding generation, Coffin at Yale, Peter Gomes at Harvard, Howard Thurman here at Marsh, James Leslie at Ohio Wesleyan, Robert Smith at Colgate, John McComb at Syracuse, and several others ought to be remembered even as the number of university pulpits has radically dwindled, for they taught us in and from experience. Later this next month, on Martin Luther King Sunday, we will revisit the influence of Howard Thurman. One other university pulpit voice has come strongly to mind for whatever reason this season. His name was Ernest Gordon, Dean Ernest Gordon of Princeton. Our children lived for a time in New Jersey One day with them, we visited Princeton. In Princeton, we passed the Princeton Chapel, for many years, Dean Gordon's chapel. Some years ago, his obituary reported simply a man given to the service of naming Christ Jesus who saves. You can see a part of his life story in the old movie Bridge Over the River Kwai. A Scottish pilot, Gordon was captured in 1942 and forced into slave labor in Burma. He and others lived on a lump of rice a day, slackers were beaten, the sick were shot, those who tried to escape were executed. We were treated worse than animals, he remembered. Yet in that wartime bamboo hell, Gordon found salvation. Faith thrives when there is no hope but God, he later repeated in his weekly sermons. He survived thanks to his comrades, He survived his survival thanks to his Lord. He realized that if he let himself be consumed by hatred, he would be squandering the life that had been given back to him. So, he returned from combat, went to seminary, immigrated to the United States, was ordained, preached on Long Island, went as a chaplain to Princeton, (coughs) opposed McCarthy, supported King, opposed Vietnam, supported Russian dissidents, In other words, he carefully read the scripture and tried to tell its truth about life and faith. Here is his proverb. Faith thrives where there is no hope but God. He taught what he had learned in experience. And once a year in the spring, he preached a sermon about his experience in the 1940s, about which he also wrote a famous book. While chapel attendance was generally good in those years, it, is, it overflowed, it is said, each year on that Sunday. He has been on the back of the mind this week, coming toward a new year. Now in the Bible, it is centr- centrally the book of Proverbs in which we find reflection on experience and faith. But in a way, we all end up collecting and curating our own book of Proverbs. As my friend said, You have to learn from other people's mistakes because we don't have time to make enough mistakes on our own alone to learn what we need to learn and we do learn most from our mistakes, ours and others. Share with me sometime a proverb you have gleaned this past year out of hard experience like Dean Ernest Gordon did from his. Send me a note reading just, I have learned this year that, or whisper to me at the door some Sunday, I've learned this year that. This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night, the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. Many people think this well-known proverb is from Proverbs. This well-known wisdom saying is from the Bible. It is so familiar and so tidy and so, well, wise. It is not. It is from the great bard William Shakespeare in the words of Polonius nearly 500 years ago. In these 500 years past, the notion of the self, the independent person, the soul set free, has come over time out of the Reformation, the Renaissance, the spirit of capitalism, the emergency of democracy, and the very project at heart and depth of modernity, we today, as late or postmoderns, have acquired something of a distrust for such direct discourse about the self. Darwin, Freud, Marx, and others, the probing doctors of disenchantment, have properly cautioned us, have rightly chastened us, to realize our fragmented fragility, our life limitation, our complication by and in society and culture, subconscious and family. We are always in part where we come from in no small measure we do see today, whether that origin is the mud deep of evolution or the mind deep of dreams or the class conflicts of history. Determined to be our own most selves, we are nonetheless and largely ourselves as determined by forces well beyond our poor power to add or detract. So for all of Shakespeare's concision and beauty of rhetoric and all, We nonetheless, we late moderns, have our doubts. Yet, for part of 2019, I kept a little journal, a little folder wherein to store proverbial or experiential learning. No claim for spirited inspiration in any of these is here made. I have no word of the Lord on this, as Paul would say. They are offered by modest illustration as of interest and more so as encouragement to you to pen and share your own in the year to come. What will you have learned in this coming year? I have learned some things in our neighborhood. That Fenway Park combines nature, structure, culture, and future and has an applicable broad health in its design. They rebuilt it, but they did not destroy it to rebuild it. They prized its nature. They enhanced its structure. They honored its culture, and so they opened its future. Those of us who go regularly are the beneficiaries. Of course, it occurs to think, renewal in churches, both physical and spiritual, might also benefit from that combination, nature, structure, culture, future. Speaking of which also, That Bill Bill Buckner was right, as he said, everyone in life has things that don't go exactly according to plan. That there is probably some religious connection we might make right here on Marsh Plaza with the thousands of champagne bottles and robes and poses and photographs on the plaza each May at commencement. What is happening there? What are these students doing out there, saying out there? It is fascinating. Maybe we should offer each a Bible. That my Jewish colleagues here at Hillel House are so right to emphasize the irreplaceable value of Shem Tov, a good name. I have learned some things also about communication. That in email communication, a desire for clarity can be read or misunderstood as a tone of insistence. That the Japanese language, of which I am a fledgling and stumbling learner, carries a combination of delicacy and ferocity, Mishima. That there is power in simple, memorable slogans like HER, H-E-R, Health, Education, Retirement. That as online life expands, neighborhood life and social trust decline, and that increasingly our current society is designed for Internet, vitality. That in planning, this triad helps. First structure, then order, then communication. That some sermons move from small and narrow in congregation and faith to large and broad in experience and outlook, and that is fine since the world is our parish and we seek a heart strangely warmed. That come Sunday, we listen for a word of faith in a pastoral voice toward a common hope. Well, I've also learned some things in self-care, that doctors default to easy choices later in the day, research shows, in decision fatigue. So they learn to guard against this by making fewer later decisions. And why is it that we still hold our church meetings at night shaking my head, that to keep faith through change, we will need non-anxious presence and self-differentiation. Thank you, Edwin Freeman. From my worrisome dreams, that humans are born to worry, but the twain was right, I have had a lot of worries in my my life, most of which never happened. That as a preacher, to try to read or listen to more sermons, one a day if you can, as my friend Chapin Garner advises. That there is importance in not letting things sit, of finding quickly, if you can, the startup energy to address things fast so that they don't add valueless weight and stress. That my dear friend of blessed memory, Wiley Robson, Kodak Senior Vice President, was right. The secret to aging well is to learn to manage anxiety. And that my mother was right to avoid borrowing trouble. I don't need to borrow trouble, she would say, with wisdom. And I have learned some things about our country, that Lincoln fought not just the moral evil, but the moral, social, and political evil of slavery. That social grace, as my son-in-law says, includes this, the power of diversity is not about correctness but about correction. Being open to all means being open to change. That in 2000, 1.6 million migrants were apprehended at the southern border, but in 2016, only 190,000. That before their simultaneous death, July 4, 1825, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson shared 158 letters. And I've learned some practical things that when you are lost traveling it helps to ask for help and it really makes a difference when people lend a hand and guide you by the hand lend a hand by guiding you by the hand that it is important to seek convergent aspirations both personal and institutional with those close to us and those with whom we work That sometimes Hope is the negation of negation. Hope is present by being absent. Hope names what is absent. Where would we be without the help of things that do not yet exist? Future thought is the negation of negation. We need to take ownership, to paraphrase Marx, of the means of prediction. And that we don't all have to think in the same way to face in the same direction? What have you learned in 2019, in neighborhood, about communication, regarding self-care of our country, or in practice? Share with me sometime a proverb you have gleaned this past year out of hard experience. Send me a note reading just, I've learned this year that, Or whisper to me at the door some Sunday, I've learned this year that. And to one and all, present and listening, a blessed Merry Christmas and a very happy New Year to you, 2020. Amen.
3: be seated. Come, all ye faithful. Come adore on bended knee. Come and worship. Come, let us adore him. The beckoning words of these familiar Christmas hymns serve as our invitation to prayer. You are welcome to follow your tradition and stand, sit, or kneel at the altar rail. Now let us sing together, hymn 473, Lead Me Lord. God of grace and glory, we gather together, men and women, old and young, with one accord to sing praises to you, God of heaven. Your name alone is exalted. Your glory is above heaven and earth. God of redemption, because of your mercy and abundant love, you sent us Emmanuel. Through his presence and teachings, we are shown the pathway to glory. Through his suffering, death is swallowed up by victory, and we need not fear the grave. We thank you, for in his love and mercy, he redeemed us. God of peace, we thank you not only for the gift of Emmanuel and our opportunity to be born anew. We thank you for the sustaining peace with whom he left us. Open our hearts and minds to accept your peace, and stay focused on the Holy Spirit to guide us to your perfect light. Over the past four weeks, we have praised you singing, oh come, let us adore him. Now we ask that your peace renew a right spirit within us so that our minds think of ways and our hearts are open to put these words into action. Help us to adore you by taking care of your creation. Help us to adore you by using our talents to nourish people who hunger for food, shelter, knowledge, justice, a kind word or acknowledgement that they, like us, are fearfully and wonderfully made. Help us to adore you by forgiving others and ourselves. We pray that as your faithful children, we accept our responsibility to adore you by loving others. God of hope, we trust that you will abide with us if we call upon you. We are living in anguish. We ask for your comfort. We are anxious because we need to make a critical decision. We pray for your guidance. We confess that we have sinned. We pray for your forgiveness. God of goodness and grace, heal our afflictions of anxiety, indecisiveness, and sinfulness teach us your loving and faithful way and continue to guide us to what is right. God of mercy, time after time we have sinned and you have forgiven us, no matter how many times you have never retracted the opportunity for redemption. We reflect on your graciousness, your mercy, and all the things you have done for us and thank you for your steadfast love. God of light, we ask that you lead and guide those in positions of authority in our church, our places of employment, our schools, and the government. Direct them in the way of wisdom and lead them on the path of righteousness. God of compassion, comfort the sick and those in mourning. Give help and hope to the unemployed, the underemployed, and the homeless. Give give the wisdom to balance priorities to the overworked. Guard and guide first responders and those in military service as they perform their duties. Abide with us. God of steadfast love and faithfulness, hear our prayers. Hear our private prayers as as well as those we pray in one accord. We offer them all in the name of love's pure light and who taught us to pray the prayer which we now pray together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
2: peace of the lord be always with you and also with you my name is nick rodriguez and i am the ministry associate for outreach and engagement we welcome you again once again to the nave of marsh chapel and hope you'll take a moment to help us get to know you better so that we can help you get to know one another better by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew marsh chapel would like to thank the choir members who have ministered through music to us during the holiday break Though the office is still closed, we invite you to our interdenominational worship service next Sunday at 11 a.m. For all their upcoming services and activities, we want to encourage you to keep an eye to the Mars Chapel website, buedu chapel, where you may also find the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us in offering and sacrifice to God.
1: We give thee but thine own, whate'er the gift may be. All that we have is thine alone, a trust, O God, from thee. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray, gracious, loving, and holy God, that the giving may become receiving and the receiving may become giving. In the name of Jesus Christ and in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.
0: Howard Thurman wrote, When the song of the angels is stilled, and the star in the sky is gone, and the kings and princes are home, and the shepherds are back with their flocks, then the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to visit the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers and sisters to make music in the heart, amen.